Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Movement PT Coffee Cast. My name's Dalton, and with me, as always, is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Can't complain. I got a cup of coffee, so that always means good things are happening. How are you? I'm good, man. It's Friday as we record this podcast. I'm also consuming a cup of coffee. Um, Yeah, life's good, man. I've noticed that the beard, though, is coming back. In full oh. force, bro. I have not seen your beard that long since, like, the end of physio school. Dude, I want I, – I was wrestling with this the other day. I was like, how big do I want the beard to be? And for some reason, I was in this, like, turmoil of, like, do I shave it? Like, I always get to this point where I'm, like, I, I contemplate it for a brief moment. You know, because there is this satisfying feeling of like feeling your face, you know? Right. And then I just went from that to completely the opposite. Like, no, I'm going to grow it super long. So I think I'm going with that option now. <laughs> I like it, man. Do you find it like, do you find it a good like conversation starter during like your sessions? Cause like something I do and like, this is just funny, but I'll just wear like different socks. Right. I've been trying to like accumulate like some funny socks. Like I got like, I got some flamingos. I have some donuts. I have bananas. I have, um, pineapples of all various colors. And it's like usually a pretty good like conversation piece. People are like, Oh, your socks. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're dope. So, like, do you feel like the beard can, like, be a good conversation piece for you to start to make a little bit of a connection? With it can be. And I, honestly, like, it depends. But uh, I found a couple different situations can happen. What's happened surprisingly, because beards are kind of in, you know, these days. So, they like, in, bro. They're you'll him. have people that come in and they've got, like, the exact same beard as me. Instant connection. Instant connection. Yeah, it's like, bros. Oh, you know, you know, you're in on the therapeutic alliance. You're <laughs> one way ticket to TA City, and I'm not talking about transverses abdominis. Oh like God. immediately, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so that does happen. But then you also get the flip side where it's like you'll have certain people <laughs> who just don't get it. You know? Yeah, and they're just like, I'm having none of this. No, for sure. I think someone guy? said like. Uh, Oh, like you got, oh, what did she say? She said something hilarious. It was like something like you have a little bit of fungus on your face. And I was like, fungus? Like, what? <laughs> I wash my beard like it's clean, you know? <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. The socks is a good conversation starter, honestly. It is, it is man. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's been nice. I, and it just gives me an excuse, man, to buy some some dope socks. My next goal on the sock list is, is avocados, an avocado sock. I thought those ones that you do have are avocados. Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> it's a great debate. It's a great debate. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the episode. Um, 
it's just me and you today. We're going to be chatting a little bit. Um, I think we were just going to maybe do a little bit of a review of like some things that have popped up for us over the past, like maybe week or two within the clinic, some takeaways, some things we learned, um, that we could share with people. I think it's, it's a good opportunity for us to kind of reflect. And I think it's a good opportunity to like put some of those things out there. Maybe it can help some other people, um, that are going through some of the, the same situation. Um, but actually before we do that, big shout out to anyone who purchased a bag of the original blend. Um, we cannot express how thankful we are for that. Uh, this is something me and Will have been wanting to put out for a while. Um, it's been a long time coming. And so for anyone who bought a bag, thank you very much. We will hopefully, when this podcast launches, hopefully you have it or it'll be on the way um, because we want to get that coffee in your hands as soon as you can. But again, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's like feels amazing like seeing that anyone is gonna have the yeah. coffee like just yeah. can't wait to hear that people have had it yeah i'm pumped anyway all right enough let's get into it um you want to kick it off man with some something that um you know kind of pops into your mind that that, that you had happen over the last couple of weeks within uh within clinic sure i think you know something that comes up a lot and i feel like this is something that a lot of people are struggling with is the idea of like how do we uh, how do we use passive treatments, including like modalities or manual therapy, and you know uh, how do we try to use it in a way that doesn't get people kind of um, reliant upon them, um, and and so that's something that. I've been wrestling with probably my entire time as a new grad. And I know you have as well. For sure. Uh, so that's something I've been working on a lot in the last like couple weeks. It's just like, because what I noticed I was doing is I was being real wishy-washy about it. So sort of like, I'm so uncomfortable with using passive modalities that I come off as uh, a bit indecisive. Uh, so recently, and I'll, maybe I'll just go off on an example, but, uh, for example, today, um, had someone who had a little bit of, you know, whatever you want to call it, lateral epicondylalgia, <laughs> tendinopathy, like, you know, a little bit of lateral elbow pain. And, yeah. uh, he was, he was just sort of like when he came to me, I noticed he's making this transition from like passive treatments to realizing that there's some type of active component that he needs to take. And previous to coming in, he had sort of tried like massage. He had tried like, you know, one of those offloading braces. Uh, he had tried acupuncture and it kind of helped a little bit, but it wasn't really like getting him prepared for like the things he wanted to do. So I, realize I and he was specifically asking you know like if there's any passive treatments he could do to help relieve his symptoms mm -hmm. and like in the past sometimes I've kind of I think went at that a little too aggressive yeah I've definitely done that and like you know obviously we want to get people off passive modalities you know because we know being active just leads to more self-efficacy and ultimately better outcomes. But at the same time, like I, I want to make sure I 
establish a good relationship uh, because I don't want to lose him. You know, I, I know he's making a lot of good uh, decisions and I want to keep him steering in that right direction. Right. So I kind of like today I met him in the middle and I was kind of like, well, why don't we, instead of, cause he, he was thinking about ultrasound and I was like, all right, well, what if we do, um, instrument assisted soft tissue work, but what we'll do, and I use it as a bit of an opportunity to educate is like, instead of massaging right over the tendon, we'll work around the area, you know, because we know sometimes the tendons don't really like being, uh, being compressed when they're sore. Uh, and he was cool with that, you know, it was like, uh, a way to just sort of, uh, give some education, but also still kind of meet him where he's at mm-hmm. Did that followed up with some exercise and it seemed to work pretty well. Yeah. I think, um, that's awesome. I think that's a, a great way to implement that passive modality for someone like meeting that person where they're at without completely like blowing up their thoughts around passive modalities, which I think, I mean, I can say I've done that before. Um, but how did you go about laying the narrative of what you were doing? Like with the soft tissue release, did he even ask, like, was he even like, what, what is this doing? And like, what a benefit am I getting from it? And, and how did you like, what did you say? Yeah. Was, uh, he he was asking because you know how you get those that classic question where it's like so do I use heat or cold for this or whatever <laughs> yeah like I feel like that's every client literally uh, everyone but it's just so ingrained socially yeah. you know that you use like heat or cold and that's kind of the panacea to fixing all your problems of course but I was sort of like. I kind of was like, uh, I used Dr. Jacob Harden's example of using cough drops for a cold. Ooh. I feel like that's so relatable. So good. So you know, good. And I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, so this, like, I was like, all these kind of things are similar, you know? They help you feel good. They don't necessarily get you better, right? And I was kind of like, uh, and, and he was fine with that, you know? Mm-hmm. He just wanted a little bit of relief because he really flared it up the day before. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the instrument assisted soft tissue work didn't really help, you know? Yeah. And so it was kind of like, Hey, you know, this stuff doesn't fix everything. Yeah. An opportunity to kind of educate. And it's just like, it is what it is. Like what happened, what happens, you know, with using that is, is just what happened. It's like, it's not magic. You know, you can't <laughs> yeah. kind of, it's a good way to like, help people realize that and then you just bounce off of how they respond to it right because like if right. it felt good from it then you just continue to lay the narrative that you just set and then if it doesn't work the way that they thought it was going to work then you just say well just goes to show you you know this isn't the be all end all or this isn't going to be the thing that's going to quote unquote fix you um and get you back you know so for sure. And it was one of those kind of things where you just keep rolling with momentum. Yeah. It's like he, he did respond in a way that was like perfect for setting the expectations. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, you know, it, I, I get that this doesn't seem like it's going to be something that's going to be a quick fix. Sure. Seems like it's going to take a little bit of work. And, and obviously we know that's kind of the truth, right? 
Yeah, but like you, you know that based off of what he's presenting with and your understanding of tendons and mm-hmm. yeah. and and so it was kind of like a good opportunity to be like, yeah, that's that's totally true. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but we're going to be learning as we go, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that whole thing ended up being like a really good uh, educational opportunity, you know, for both of us, right? <laughs> Yeah. No, I really appreciate that because it's something if I'm like being reflective on my own practice, I think that's something that I could maybe try to figure out um, ways that I could approach it the way that you approached it instead of trying to like just completely avoid it altogether. Like I think there are times where you got to be like, yo, like we're not doing ultrasound, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but I think what you did is great. And I think there's, there's certain times where that works perfectly and your main goal with the whole scenario was the overarching idea of education and again just reinforcing this idea of an active approach and how that's going to benefit him in the long term yeah exactly you know so hopefully that like i mean it's one case right and i think every case is different for sure but it does show that maybe there are certain times where like that stuff can be beneficial for more reasons than we would traditionally sort of think, you know, like, and ultimately I think it comes down to you're not treating the pathology or you're not like you're treating the person and what they need at the current time, Mm -hmm. trying to kind of guide them to where they need to be. Yeah. It's also important. Yeah. It's also important too that you're, you read that person, right? Like you have must had conversations with him. You must have established some, some sort of relationship for him to share some of those things with you. Um, you were listening to what he was saying so that you could be like, all right, this is a guy that I could approach this with. Whereas if someone was giving you different vibes, like super, like becoming like super attached to passive modalities. And this is like the thing that I need that's going to fix me and, and I'm going to break up this scar tissue and I'm going to ride off into the sunset. Like, you know what I mean? Like if someone is like spewing, <laughs> spewing those things, then you, you might not take that approach. You might, you might try something else or you might navigate a little differently, but it just comes back to the idea that it's individual. Um, and you really have to be asking questions and listening and, and meeting that person where they're at rather than just, than just being like, Oh, this is um, like what you learn maybe in school, which is like, Oh, this is a lateral epicondylasia. Um, let's do some soft tissue or let's do some frictioning, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, uh, I think, I think you make a lot of good points there. Remember like before the podcast, you were talking about something. So I'm curious, uh, mm. you know, what, what you've kind of been going through for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, something I've definitely been, um, trying to be better at, um, in terms of just, just in general with every person that I see, maybe an initial assessment, but also with this idea of continuing to like build a consistent caseload, um, is this idea that like the end of a session doing a better job of laying out, um, let's just say a rehab plan or an overview of what that, what a plan, um, is going to look like for, for that, that client. Um, that way they have the expectation of knowing like, okay, based off of what you're telling me, I'm going to be like, I'm going to potentially need to be here for X amount of 
of weeks or months or whatnot, rather than just like sometimes like I'll feel, you know, very rushed. And I'm just like, okay, like we're good. How are you doing? Any other questions? Anything else you want me to look at? No. Okay. Let's get you booked in for another session. Right. Instead of like maybe bringing the, the whole assessment full circle and like laying out the trajectory of the care. And that's something that Nick's really challenged me on a bit um, in clinic to do, to do more um, just to, to help build my caseload. Um, because I think if you set that expectation right off the bat, then at least someone knows what to expect. And, and if it, if it goes quicker, great, goes quicker. And if it goes longer, then at least you can be like, Hey, here's maybe why here's where different things changed. Um, that may is made making you have to, you know, be a little bit longer in the process, you know? Um, so that's definitely something that I've been trying to be a bit better at, but it's challenging for sure. Um, because we all know it's hard to predict, you know, those things, right? Like how long it's going to take. Yeah. There's so many variables that can impact like the trajectory of someone's, uh, care plan, but I still feel like it's valuable to give the plan. No, for sure. Yeah. And there's something, if it's something like a tendon too, right? Like a tendinopathy, like you, we have a decent idea, you know, like, and you can break it down. Like, okay, here's what we're going to, we're going to start out with. Like we're going to start doing some like isometric type loading and then we're going to, you know, progress to this. And then once we get you through this stage, we're going to move you on to like, like more reciprocal type loading and return to like sport if that's what you're returning to. And you can kind of lay out like that along the, the, the lines of like what they're going through and then they can get that idea of like, Oh, okay. Like I'm not going to be here just for like two weeks. And especially if it's tendons, like we know, okay, we have to be diligent with loading. We have to be appropriate. We have to make sure we're not, you know, like overdoing it. Um, you know, preparing you to go back to that load management or that load level that you need to get to, like at least they have that all set so that they know, okay, I can't get this done in a week, you know, or, or, or even maybe two weeks, you know, like I need this time. And if that's set, I feel like it might be, it's a little bit easier for them to buy into the fact that they might be there for a little while longer than they anticipated. Have you had a chance uh, to try out doing that? Um, so like this, this is something that I, like is pretty fresh in terms of um, um, like me working on it. I, I'm going to have to see how it plays out because like I did, mm -hmm. I did just recently have someone and again, it's, it's hard to do with everyone. Like, especially in, in, in a, an environment where I only had like 30 minutes for initial eval. Sometimes it doesn't get done on the first day. Um, I try to set it up, um, as best as I can. And then maybe the next session reinforce that. Um, but I have, try to been diligent with some people where I'm like, Hey, here's, here's where we're at. Here's the plan. So we'll just see how, how that, that plays out. And people, the thing is, it's hard to tell too, right? People are always like, Oh yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. Right. And then they, they're not on board, you know? And is that me? Maybe, maybe it is like, sometimes it probably is, but sometimes it, it just might be them not wanting to commit to the process or, um, they're not ready for it. Or I didn't do a good enough job of communicating or expressing to them what, is going to be required. Um, but yeah, I've definitely been working on it and we'll see how, how it plays out. You know what I find, uh, is really difficult on that kind of note is, um, you know, cause obviously we try to like, uh, have these key sort of education points. Like, I don't know, for example, like tissue damage doesn't necessarily equal pain. 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a common one. Probably try to describe, maybe use an analogy or something to help them out. Uh, but what I find tough with a busy caseload is remembering the key things that you told that specific person mm. so that you're not just bringing them a million different perspectives. Like you're keeping it fairly consistent so that when they come in the next time you can reinforce it. If, it, if they're sort of wavering, do right. you know what I mean? For sure. It's definitely- I don't know if you've thought about that or if you ha- have uh, tried any strategies to try like to remember, remember? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes jotting some notes down, like within the chart, like there's a little section on like some of our charting for like education. Sometimes I'll like chart, like some things that we talked about in there. Um, so that you can reinforce that on the next visit when it comes up. Cause like, I feel like that's a big like way to get people to buy in or, or learn is like when you drop something on them, like in the, in within a session and then either they come back and hit and they bring up a scenario where like that exact thing occurred or you do something within clinic that like, that like reinforces that education piece. Like I think that's huge. Um, so yeah, you're right. Like trying to remember that is, is, is good. Like I guess the one way that I would go that I've, try to is just jotting some specific things down and then maybe quickly reviewing that before I see that person. Um, other times it's just going off memory, which sometimes might not be the greatest way to go about it, but, um, it seems to be okay so far, but it definitely can be challenging when you're seeing a bunch of different people. And then when you're mixing in people that have the, the same injury and ter- that, like obviously it's not the exact same, but like yeah. they're experiencing some of the same things. You're like, Oh, did I, did I tell them this? Or did I tell this person? Like, you know, it's like, man, <laughs> it's like, just give me another cup of coffee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, what else, man? What else has been going on? I've got, uh, I've got something I could talk about. Let's hear it. Yeah. So like, cause we were kind of talking about like, making sure you're trying to not necessarily like just bulldoze people like, or it's like McKenna would suggest like slam dunking on your clients, you know, (laughs) just posterizing them. I don't know. I kind of wanted to just throw this case out there because it's something I've been really reflecting on because Mm -hmm. it was a situation where I did call out the BS because I felt like it was necessary Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll kind of explain what happened and then maybe we could chat about it. But yeah, man, I haven't heard this one. So drop it. No, on. this is, is going to be new. raw. Yeah. It was a really frustrating case, but I had a, well, actually I think it was good, but I had a guy come in and right off the, like a younger guy. And he basically right off the bat was like, Hey, uh, just so you know, I don't have any pain. Uh, I'm, I'm here for different things. Is that okay? And I was kind of like, yeah, let's, you know, like, let's hear what you're here for kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he went to a personal trainer. He pulls out a notebook. Oh boy. And he has, I'm not even joking, like a list of 20 dysfunctions at this trainer has highlighted are wrong with his movement. Like Jesus, bro, 20 minutes, you name it. He had, he had it like, uh, uneven shoulders, uh, anterior pelvic tilt, uh, lack of ankle mobility in his squat, um, 
impact, knee valgus, uh, inadequate hip mobility, um, winging scap. Like it just went on and on and on. And I'm sitting here like, um, and, and so I guess what happened was he did all that. The trainer told him he has all these dysfunctions and then explained that he needs to see a physiotherapist to fix all of these or else he's going to hurt himself if he goes and does the exercises at the gym. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know where to start with this, but I kind of was like, uh, you know, well, why don't we take a look at some of the main movements and just go from there? Cause I didn't know what else to do. That's a great and, place to start, uh, man. Yeah. And I noticed like, you know, he was really trying to like fit in this, uh, box with this movement where it was like, he wasn't allowed to deviate from any norms very hyper aware of all his kind of dysfunctions that he's been labeled. And I kind of was just like, you know what, man, this, this stuff is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I said straight up and I was like, I think if your trainer is not making you more excited to get stronger, you need to see somebody else. You know, because I think strengthening and exercising should be fun. It mm-hmm. should be it should be making you feel better about yourself. You know, and I don't I don't think that was. And I was like, I. And then we talked more, you know, about how there's variability in people's bodies, and that it's okay to you can adapt over time to some of these stresses. Yeah, and they don't guarantee that you're gonna have injuries well i mean how did this guy look like when you got him moving fine. Like, was totally it? fine yeah okay like what? not well, perfect no but no one's no one's gonna be perfect um but. i have a question for you though what what did he um portray that gave you the the thought or the okay to be like yo i'm gonna just i'm gonna tell him that i think this is bullshit like, was he giving you anything or were you just like, this is, I have to adjust this right now because this is just, this is just not good. I think the risk of him returning to that same trainer and continuing down this road and then not being active because of it was too high for me not to call it out. Okay. You know, like I just felt like uh, he needs someone to just be like, this isn't helping. Right. That was kind of my thought process. How did he respond to you when you said that? Like when you, when you, when you kind of threw some of those ideas at him? It's hard to say, you know, like he seemed a little uncomfortable, I would say like, which, you know, who wouldn't be right. Mm -hmm. But he wanted to learn more. Okay. You know, like he wanted me to kind of just help him out with his movements. I gave him some kind of like cues he can think about when he's like bench pressing uh, and that sort of thing. And we went through every movement. I checked his ankle mobility and I was like, uh, I I did notice um, that there might have been a better way for him to squat. The trainer had him a little too narrow and it wasn't really letting him uh, squat naturally. So I helped him kind of like squat a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. And that was way more comfortable for him. So it was like a pretty, I think, uh, 
it, it had enough value in the session that it wasn't all about just like bashing his beliefs or the trainer. And I don't think he was with the trainer long enough for it to be like what he says is word type thing. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's good to get across just this for people listening to is that you didn't just like talk shit and bash, bash yeah. this stuff and then not reinforce it or try and like take him through the movement, show him, prove to him that like, it's okay, that there's different ways you can do this, that yeah. we can still exercise, you can still load. And if there is a couple things that you need to work on, like you can address them. It doesn't mean you're just labeled with all of these dysfunctions and that just because you can't quote unquote move perfectly, whatever that is, um, that you're going to get injured. Yeah. You know, that like, that's not true. You know, importantly, so, I wouldn't like, I take criticizing another professional really seriously like uh-huh. I would almost never do that yeah almost never unless it's where it's so bad that I need to get that person to see somebody else it's like it, it would have to be really bad for me to do that that's kind of where I'm coming from I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts if they've had similar situations mm-hmm. or if, if they if they agree with you know, the stance I took or not reflect, like looking back on it now, would you have changed it? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any other approach I could have taken. Have you seen him since? Are you still working with him? No, because he didn't have any need for it. Uh, And to be fair, we don't really have enough equipment at that clinic for us to do anything that he wants to do. So you, did so, you follow up with him after it all? Like in terms of that, after that session, did he come? Some, like two days ago, but I might, I gave him my email and I said to email me anytime he wants, you know, we could talk further uh, or if he needs my help. But he asked if he needs to see me, like if he needs to, or he can just exercise. And you're and just like, yeah, exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, It'd be interesting to see like follow up, following up with him, how he's doing, mm-hmm. but he might not, he might not need you. I don't know. It's curious. It's hard. That's one of those ones. It's hard to, it's hard to really tell. Yeah. It's hard to gauge. It's like a, I've never encountered that kind of situation before. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a good one. That's a good, I don't know. I probably would have went about it in the same way. Um, I mean, I, I just, you're right. I don't think you, like you can't be, having people think that they got a million dysfunctions wrong with them. I, I, I don't agree yeah. with that either. So I, I probably would have approached it generally in, in the same, in the same way as you, but I'm curious to hear if anyone listening to this, if they would have, what their thoughts are, how they would have approached it, have they experienced a certain um, situation that's kind of similar to that? I'm sure people have. So it'd be cool to kind of get some feedback. So uh, send us a, a DM um, or, or a response. If you, if you guys, um, <laughs> if you guys have anything. But yeah, no, that's a good one, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's let's wrap it up there. I think we've we've talked long enough. Um, I think we <laughs> talked about some pretty good, um, you know, things that have happened for us in the last you know couple of weeks in the clinic. Uh, so let's leave it there, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to follow us on social, you can follow us on um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the MVMTPTs. You can reach us via email at themovementpts at gmail.com. 
Um, most importantly, head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a comment. It really helps uh, our podcast continue to grow. Um, and also, if you enjoyed any episode, just share one episode with um, someone else. Just keep spreading the message. And again, thank you so much for anyone that's purchased the bag of the original blend. We love you. We appreciate it. We hope you guys enjoy it. Will, you got anything? No, uh, just mirroring exactly what you said. Dope. All <laughs> right. Everybody, enjoy. Live life. Stay highly caffeinated. Peace. <laughs>